Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joining you from Anaheim, California. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas. Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. The Edmonton Oilers in action tonight against the Anaheim Ducks. The Oilers just one, two, and one. Uh, so far uh, in the month of January, a 5-2 loss at home to Seattle, played well in a 4-2 victory against the New York Islanders, uh, were outplayed significantly 5-on-5 five five in a 3-2 shootout or uh, overtime loss to Colorado, and then uh, got sliced and diced on the PK, 4 for 7 for LA, and the Oilers power play quiet in a 6-3 loss. Oilers and Anaheim tonight. Jack Campbell will start in goal as Stuart Skinner is back attending to some uh, family uh, matters. Um, we expect Vincent DeHarnay in the lineup. We could see the Oilers go 11-7. and We're not going to have an idea what the lines are going to look like because it is a optional practice over at the Honda Center. That's our top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling, you need get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. The Edmonton Oilers and the Anaheim Ducks and the Oilers got to get going. There is no other way to say it. And not only do they get going, need to get going, they could probably use a little bit of a change. And I think uh, and it may not be the bigger play for a defenseman. That might come closer to the trade deadline. But it would not surprise me. We're going to get uh, Evander Kane back in the lineup for the Oilers, which is going to be significant. Um, the guy had 35 goals in 58 games last year. They have missed... I get it. It's just you're listening to the show right now. Most of you have got a real pulse on the game. You know you need goaltending. You know you need good structure and process in the game. You need solid defense. But you also need a little bit of bite and sandpaper in the lineup. And Evander Kane, 35 goals last year in 58 games. The Oilers have missed what he brings. And he is closing in on a potential return of lineup. And I wonder, it's not going to happen on this road trip. But it might happen within the next 10 days. And if that happens, the orders are going to have to get creative on the cap front. And we're going to have a lot to discuss on today's show. And speaking of the cap, Hart Levine will join us from Buckpedia at 135 to talk about the orders options related 
to get CAP compliant when they do indeed activate Evander Kane. Very outside chance, maybe even as early as Tuesday against Seattle. More likely scenario, uh, the week in which the Oilers play Columbus on the 25th and Chicago on the 28th. Uh, so that's about... I guess 12 days from now, but who knows? Maybe there's a way Kane talks his way in the lineup. He is indeed a quick healer. Uh, so we do have uh, Hart Levine coming up from Puckpedia at 135. The Oilers' opponent tonight are the Anaheim Ducks. Their general manager, Pat Verbeek, will join us today at 105. This is an organization that is in a clear, charted course. They are rebuilding. They've got some terrific young players uh, like Mason McTavish and Trevor Zegras. They got old Zellweger, who was the star of Team Canada's World Junior Team in the back end, just got traded for 10 picks to the Kamloops Blazers. They got a couple other number ones from this past year's draft, including Nathan Gauthier, who just won back-to-back World Junior titles. So they've got some good young players. They've also got some pending UFAs. Pat Verbeek at 105, and it's a Wednesday. And that means Mark Spector will join us. Sportsnet Specs appearances brought to you on Wednesdays by Aquarian Renovations, an experience worth sharing. Get started today at AquarianRenovations.com. So it's Edmonton and Anaheim tonight. That's our top story for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it. With no payments and no interest for a year, that's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. You can reach us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. And you can uh, reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. 780-496-0063. 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino is open 24-7, 365. The River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. I bring aboard Brendan Escott back of the 630 Chad Studios. Brendan, sometimes you just need a little freshen up. You know what I mean? And I, I'm looking at this Oilers team that's 4-4-2 four, four and two in their last 10 games. Kane will return at the absolute latest by February 7th. It should be mentioned that the Oilers have a bye. Uh, their bye week is basically the 29th uh, through to the, 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 uh, until the February the 5th. So they're going to get a week off during that time. Um, but it's my belief all along that we were going to see Kane back before. He's going to make a difference. They're going to have to get cap compliant. But even beyond that, it wouldn't surprise me if General Manager Kevin uh, Ken Holland looks for an opportunity or a mechanism just to change the dynamic a bit of, around the team. I'm not saying a bigger deal for defensemen at this time. I think that's coming closer to the deadline. But I think they could use a, a little bit of a shift in their bottom six. What about you? I think so. And here's, here's to me what's coming down the pipe is you're getting a sugar rush that's going to come when Evander Kane returns to the lineup. But eventually, you know, that's going to wear off. So at that point, you hope that you've got your defense shored up and, uh, and hopefully that you're able to ride, I would suggest, the momentum of Kane's return. But uh, again, there's been so much room in the bottom six for a different element, whether it's physicality, whether it's penalty killing or something like that, Bob, that for it to be a complete enough team to go as far as it would like to. I don't think you're looking at just one move, and certainly that one move is not just waiting for Kane's return. 
All right, so I'll throw this out to the listeners right now on the Ashley Fine Floors text line uh, before we get to the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct work. So you got to do something if you're a player. Do we agree on that, Brendan? You got to have some kind of a dimension. Do something. So you're sitting there looking at the when Kane comes back. That's just that's just assert that Kane, McDavid, and Yamamoto, and the Oilers go R and H, Dry Settle. And Hyman, those are the top six forwards with McLeod in the three hole as the center. Even though that's not necessarily what they're going to go with tonight, we know that because Kane's not playing. But the other guy's got to do something. In the case of Yanmark, have you been comfortable with what he's brought in the bottom six? He could play fourth line left wing as my 13th forward, perhaps. I think that he's really tapered off since he kind of exploded after his call up. He's playing 15 minutes a game. He's playing right now sort of second-line minutes. Hard to believe, 15-11 per game. Clem Costin, can he play for you in your bottom six? 100%. He's earned that opportunity. Me too. Dylan Holloway, can he play? For me, he does. Yeah. I, if anything, I'd, I'd play Holloway more. What about you? Yeah, I think so too because I like how aggressive he's been on the forecheck, and I, he seems to be the type of player whose confidence is growing with the more opportunities he's getting. So keep pouring it on. Derek Ryan. Not on my team anymore. He doesn't win face-offs well enough. I think that there's value there, but not enough of an impact on the ice at this juncture. There's got to be a replacement there. 12th or 13th forward, right, at this stage. Yeah. He's playing 10:35. It would not surprise me if the Oilers go 11-7. and 7. I wonder whether or not he has, actually becomes the guy that comes out because they just brought Fogle back in the lineup after healthy scratching him for two games. Where are you at with Fogle? This is tough, Bob, because I think that we've seen Dylan Holloway encapsulate exactly what everybody wanted Warren Fogle to do, which is take the puck and drive it hard to the net. Fogle hasn't really done that, and he's got pretty tough hands, so uh, I think he might find himself out of the rotation on my team. What about Paul Yarby? Would have been out of the rotation probably a while ago at this point, though the way he was physically engaged, Bob, against Los Angeles was great. Yeah, it's. I, I think we all know because Paul Yarby has to be qualified at $3 million, you know, we've talked at various times, and we're talking bottom six forwards. Part of the reason why we're talking bottoms, we, hey, I'm with you. I think the team needs to look at adding another veteran defenseman that could play 20 minutes a game on the left side, 18 to 20 minutes a game on the left side, and ease the workload on Darnell Nurse. I think that's a given that's going to happen between now and the trade deadline. But I think it's going to happen closer to the deadline. And I just wonder if there's not a way, even with Kane's inevitable return, if you can't find a way to change the dynamics. So basically, you're saying Poliarvi, Fogel, or Ryan, you could replace any one of those guys. I think uh, so. Two of them are right. The, the, the problem is... Uh, you know, Pugliarvi's making three, uh, Fogel's making 2.75, Ryan's making 1.25. I've, I've repeatedly mentioned Sam Lafferty. He talked about penalty killing. The Oilers' penalty killing, by the way, dropped to 27th in the league after getting dashed four for seven the other night. So, uh, I think to what Andrew Cogliano always used to tell me, Bob, your bottom six guys have to be committed to their roles. And they can't be whining and whinging and thinking that they should be in higher, more offensive slots if they get those opportunities and they don't score. you got to find a way to reinvent yourself to play. Derek Ryan reinvented himself and found a way to come into the NHL at age 29 and play until he was 36. 
for me, Fogle and Pugliarvi are a bit of a crossroads. They really are. And, uh, you know, Warren, I, ex- I expect, like, he has had four 10-plus goal seasons. Pugliarvi and Fogle each had nine even-strength goals last year. Yamamoto had 14. The Oilers lack a secondary scoring punch, even though the team's fifth in the league in goals for that lack of secondary scoring punch and being able to sustain the forecheck shift after shift has played a factor, along with Jack Campbell's season, along with some of the challenges on the back end. It's played a factor in why the Oilers haven't been able to get, gain more traction. That's one guy's opinion. I think you'll see something done beyond Kane. In the next two weeks, I really do, on the forward front. And then later on, as we get closer to the deadline, uh, you, you'll see some movement at the D. And in the meantime, Broberg's going to play, and tonight we're going to see DeHarnay, and I think they're going to go 11-7. and seven. As we go to the Orders Now Audio Vault for direct workwear at 1218 in Edmonton, direct workwear, proud to offer on-site seams for services and embroidery. Get your workwear and have it customized all in one uh, trip. Vincent DeHarnay will play tonight. Jay Whitcroft uh, spoke yesterday. Uh, this took place during the course of our show, and he is excited for DeHarnay's NHL debut. I'm happy for him because I got, got to see all the work that he put in along the way and, and hit those steps. Um, he's a very likable person, great teammate, um, commits to do whatever it takes to win. Um, he's been a big part of what's been gone on in, in Bakersfield in the last three years or so that he's been there. And I also think that... Um, you know, for young defensemen, sometimes they take a little bit longer, mm-hmm. specifically defensemen that are of his type of size and ranginess. All right. Uh, and, you know, this is a guy last year that led the American Hockey League in plus minus. The winning record that Bakersfield had when he was in um, has been decent. And I would suggest to you... Edmonton, a couple of years ago in free agency, kicked tires on Yanni Hockenpah, who is represented by Edmonton's Jerry Johansson. Uh, a six-foot, five-and-a-half, right-shot, hard-nosed, stout defender that's a shot suppressor. The problem for DeHarnay is he hasn't had a chance to play any, any exhibition games the last couple of years because he's dealt with some injuries. I'm intrigued to see what he brings tonight. Woodcroft added these thoughts on DeHarnay's strengths. He's a big body that moves fairly well. Uh, he makes a good first pass. He has some poise. He's not afraid. Um, he plays uh, plays hard, and uh, he's a very good penalty killer. Well, that's important because the Oilers could use a good penalty killer right now. Dehernay had these thoughts on getting called up. It's been it's been crazy. Um, just being able to tell my parents was just such a great moment and. Obviously, I would like to win uh, the game in Calgary. It, it, it sucked to, to to have lost that game, but you know, uh, going into uh, to the the office and for for the for the coaching staff to to tell me I was getting called up is such a great moment. I've been waiting for this moment, you know, my my whole life, and for it to, to actually happen, it was uh, it was pretty special. And I called my parents, and I Facetime my uh, my brother right after, and like just giving you know giving that to them after all the, the sacrifices they've they've done for me, it's just it's priceless. Twenty six years of age, the Oilers took him in the seventh round of the twenty sixteen NHL draft. After he played at Providence for a year, he played three more years at Providence. 
Then he was signed to an American League deal, not an NHL deal. He didn't get the NHL deal until last spring, a year in which last year in Bakersfield, in 66 games, he had five goals, 27 points, 55 penalty minutes, and plus 36. And when I went down there, uh, coming out of the COVID jail in uh, Chicago for five days and went into Bakersfield for six days, he was head and shoulders their best defenseman. This is an intriguing player. I'm not saying he's going to... You know, salvage the season pers- uh, personally, but I might suggest to you I'd be intrigued to see what he could do over a four or five game run. That is Vincent Deharnay of the uh, Edmonton Oilers. And he added uh, these comments on his injury setback that occurred at training camp with his wrist. It was tough all summer. I worked. I, I worked very hard. You know, I was fortunate enough to sign my, my first uh, NHL contract after three years on an, on an uh, HL deal, um, and I wanted to prove to the, to the management that they were right. Um, so it was it was tough, but again, you know, it's either you you keep saying it's tough, it's tough, or you just you know you just deal with it. My guess is that there's listeners to the show right now that are cheering for this guy. Because maybe things haven't happened quite in their lives the way they were hoping. Maybe they weren't handed anything at any step away. This guy has not been handed anything. Again, seventh round pick, you know, completed his college degree. Didn't sign an NHL deal initially with the Oilers. Stayed in the organization and earned his way up. You know, the game's supposed to be a meritocracy as an AHL guy, you know, that went first from a part-time player, then to a full-time player, then to their top-bearing right-shot defenseman. I'm here to tell you that there's an outside chance he's the solution as a third-pairing right-shot D. This year, I'm here to tell you that I believe that by next fall, he could be the third-pairing right-shot defenseman for the Oilers. He's at the age... And if you look at the evolution of Yanni Hockenpah, it's somewhat similar in terms of the age. So this is, and he's a different, like today, it's about rangy defenders that, you know, can get in shot lanes and, you know, have wide frame or, you know, can cover wide portions of the ice. I'm going to be very intrigued to see what DeHarnay does tonight. When we come back here in Oilers now, we will get to the game day lineup report brought to you by McGuire Financial and NHL Today for elite promotional marketing. It is 1223 in and you're listening to Oilers Now. This text comes in from Ricky. He says, Bob, could we be seeing the potential return of the Twin Towers? Wasn't that Smith and Bukaboo in the 1980s? Uh, maybe his partner could become Nemo Linen, referring to Dayarnay. Nemo is six foot five and a half, and uh, Dayarnay is six foot six. Well, there's some other guys on the left side. Uh, you know, you got Nurse, you got Kulak, you got Broberg, and I do think the Oilers are going to add another left shot D, possibly with a little bit of term left. So we'll have to monitor that carrying forward. But it is interesting. Again, you can text us, 780-496-0063. This text comes in. Uh, Bob, I went to the Oil Kings Moose Jaw game last night. Max Warner looked great on defense for the Warriors. Big, good skater, puck mover, smart, tough, great draft pick by the Oilers. Uh, Max Warner is a seventh rounder. He's been signed to a deal. And one of the things that works against Max is he blows up guys real good. Okay, all-star celebrity blow-up style, if you know what I'm talking about, from SCTV back in the day. He hits guys in a league where you're not allowed to hit guys anymore. They've taken hitting out of major junior hockey at times. He's been suspended a couple times, but he can hit. 
So we are going to deal in the context of... Here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to go to a game day lineup report brought to you by McGuire Financial. Have the right teammates on your side uh, for your financial feature, future. For a free financial consultation, visit mcguirefinancial.ca. So last game, the Oilers uh, went 12-6. and six. I'm pretty sure they're going to go 11-7 and seven tonight to get DeHarnay in. Uh, McDavid last game played with Clem Costin to start and Kyler Yamamoto. Leon Dreisettle with Ryan McLeod and Zach Hyman. Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Janmark and Fogel. Derek Ryan was between Dylan Holloway and Yassa Pugliarvi. Um, the Oilers first in the league on the power play dropped 1.2% one game going 0 for 6. They're down to 31%. That's still number one. Fifth in the league in goals four. Their goals against is 21st in the league. That's got to get into the top 15 if they want to make the playoffs. Their penalty killings at 72.7. Jack Campbell starts in goal. He's 9-8-1 this year, 3.68 goals against average, 879 save percentage. Anaheim is down several players. We'll have the injury report a little bit later on, but Jamie Drysdale and Isaac Lundstrom are two guys. Uh, Drysdale will be in their top pairing. Lundstrom in third-line center. They've got Mason McTavish, third overall pick 2021, with Adam Henrique and Troy Terry, who was an all-star last year. 37 goal season. Ryan Strom, we've only discussed Strom Spooner 8,433 times in the show with Trevor Zegras on the left side, 23 goals, 61 points last year. And Frank Vetrano on right wing. Hard nosed Sam Carrick with uh, Max Comtois and uh, Silverberg on the right side. And then they've got uh, uh, Brett Leeson and Jason Megna as uh, the. 10th and 11th forwards, they, they too are going 11 and 7. Fowler with Kulikov. Kulikov is a UFA. He played 13 games for the Oilers in 2021 in the regular seasonal playoffs. It's actually a healthy scratch for game four of the Winnipeg series. Um, Benoit with Klingberg, a $7 million free agent who's minus 77 the last four years. And he's played three of those in Dallas where he went minus 53 his final three years. He's minus 24 this season. Vakaninen and Kevin Shattenkirk also a UFA. Shattenkirk, at one time, one of the best uh, offensive defensemen in the league, blue line in. He's not scored a goal this year. And Gibson and Stolarz are the goaltender. The last time the two teams played, Lucas Dostel stole, stole a game and made 46 saves for Anaheim, who are 6-5-1 and one against the Pacific. The Oilers, 21-5 and five last year, are 5-6 and six against the Pacific this year. Here's where it gets ugly for the Ducks. 31. 31st out of 32 teams in goals for 2.27. Dead last in goals against 4.07. 31st in the league on the power play 15.3%. 30th in the league in PK at 71.4. Minus 73 goal differential. And they are uh, 12, 25, and 4 overall. 4, 5, and 1 in the last 10. The orders are only 4, 4, and 2. There you go. That is a complete look at the game day lineup report. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector, live from the Honda Center.